So, Tracy, you're a trained medical doctor. What led you to the belief that it's not just pharmaceutical medication, but a combination of both that and, and a good diet that can result in curing a patient? So um, that takes me back to one of the um, the saddest moments I actually had as a medical practitioner. Mm-hmm. And that was a, it's actually very sad and also embarrassing. Um, <laughs> it was actually <laughs> a patient that I had in hospital. She was a, um, a lady who was um, hypertensive, diabetic, yes. and also overweight. And then... Um, Medically, I've just been taught that um, you prescribe your medication and you need to advise the patient to seek out the assistance of a dietitian. Yes. So as I did, I saw her prescribe what I needed to prescribe and I said to her, I'm referring to a dietitian because I think you need to lose weight. And guess what she said to me? What about you? Mm. Um, so, you know what, like you actually look at that situation, you're like, and I actually was quite uh, offended, to yes, be honest. Yes. And I said, I'm, I'm, I might be overweight, but I'm... I don't have the medical problems that you have. Mm. Um, but I, when I went home, um, I actually digested it. And, and you know what? She was right. Um, what about me? Amazing. I mean, would you say that question changed your life in a way? It did, but it, it wasn't that moment. It was um, when I reflected back. It's a lot of stories. Like, I come with a lot of stories, yo. <laughs> so, um, so it was that and also... Um, so I left. The, when she said that to me, I went home and I, died, I pondered on it. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm still fine. But to be honest, I, I wasn't. Um, I come from a family that has a lot of uh, medical issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Both sides of my family have lifestyle conditions that are diabetic, hypertensive. I mean, paternal and maternal as well. Join um, the club. <laughs> uncles, aunts. I'm talking about the whole clan. Yes, yes. Uh, so when I gave birth to my son three years ago, um, I wanted a different life for him. I didn't want him to have a bad relationship with food um, because that's where it all all stems up. I didn't want him to have food as something that he goes to only when he needs to feel better um, emotionally. I wanted him to to conquer the medical issues before, um, you know, he could save his his first word. So when it came to winning him... um, I wanted to do so. I did a lot of research, and it was quite helpful that I was coming from a medical background because it was easier for me to understand the nutritional part of things. Uh, but then I discovered a lot, I experimented a lot, um, and it was fun doing it. Uh, but um, the science has been there. It's always been said you cannot fix a lifestyle issue with pills. Yes. Pills are good. I don't advise my patients to actually flush their pills down the toilet. It needs to be dry, done by a trained medical professional right. and you need to do it in a step-wide process. But at the same time, food is medicine. That was actually said, you know what, Hippocrates said it like yes, centuries, centuries ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. This is not me reinventing anything. Yes. This is me just saying this is what has been said. We cannot shoot drugs at diabetes we cannot shoot drugs at hypertension and to be a country uh, to be south africa we have a lot of third world problems with first world problems brought from 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 the nutritional part or the the lifestyle part yeah. is sad we don't have enough resources both in the public and the private sector to actually deal with those problems um so going back, um, I experimented a lot. And then whilst um, feeding him what I needed to feed him, I actually discovered the food is delicious and yes. cooking from scratch is quite nice. Yeah. Um, but then none of the food actually spoke to me. Like I was buying a lot of expensive quinoa and I was told that it was imported and it was all organic. And it was nice because I could afford it. But then I thought, what about the other people who can't afford it? Yes. What about local what about organic what about sustainability what about the footprint that my food actually has to travel um i'm blessed to have a mother who is very interested in her 
tradition. Yes. Um, although um, a lot of it has been lost um, in African people now. Um, and African, I don't mean black. I mean African. If you're yes. currently living in the African continent, it's okay. Who country is African? Right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, can I ask you that? How, how you make that journey backwards? Because actually, I mean, we've become so disconnected from mm. from our cultural cooking mm. which which had a great deal of wisdom in it didn't it because yeah. long before pharmacies existed yes. the knowledge was there yeah and in mothers were there as well our, our grandmothers were there to actually cook now we are we have working lives yes uh, you get home and you expect someone else to have made a meal or you order in <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it was easier then um but then the way i i went back was when i was studying functional medicine it was lovely what they were talking about. They were talking about organic sustainability. They were talking about gluten-free, low glycemic index. They're talking about from farm to table. Yes. And then when I actually bought my first bottle of Biobab, I brought it home. And then my mother was like, what's this? Um, and I said, it's, it's Biobab. She was like, no, you're kidding me. What? You actually were wind off this. Like you grew up, this is so abundant in Venda wow. where you come from. I was like, no, you have to show me. You have to show me. So there I was thinking I was fancy, going organic and yes, speaking yes. about all these expensive terms. Only to have my mother say to me, this is <laughs> what your bread and butter was. Mm -hmm. So just to go back wasn't only just for the nutritional part. It was also for the pride to put back African food um, on the tables of African people. Tell tell me a little bit about. Sorry to come in there. No problem. Just, just tell me a bit about the about the baobab tree and mm -hmm. its value in in mm. African nutrition and, mm. and 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 whatever other cultural aspects may maybe. So the baobab tree is actually the crown of of Africa. I think um, it's a beautiful tree. They've been there for for generations. There are some that are actually said to have lived to have been there for about two thousand five hundred years. Can sure. you imagine that? Okay. And some of them are actually even bearing fruit mm. to that point. Um, and then they 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 are so so they the the protected trees first of all the yes. protected trees um and then they grow uh, quite widely um around africa um it grows in a belt like in africa it will be the northern parts of africa where i come from in venda yes. then the some in zimbabwe the some in zambia uh kenya uh the drc um as mm. well malawi there's abundance as well yes. so these trees have been there it's not something that's being planted now something that's been discovered it's actually quite a rediscovery right and then the fruit itself, so the medicinal properties or the nutritional benefits actually span from the bark of the tree or the the, the actual tree to the leaves uh, coming down to the fruit. Um, it's easier to harvest the fruit because we wait for it to be ready. Once it's ready, it'll actually fall from the tree. So that actually means that the, the trees are actually quite sensitive. They don't like being touched. Wow. Um, so really? they're quite, really? Yeah, they don't like being touched. They're actually gentle giants mm. um, that actually don't like to be touched. Once you have the pot, so what we do is we have a community in Venda of women beautiful women who have been harvesting this for, for, for ages. We buy the pods as they are. Once you crack open the pod, um, then the pod, that's where the powder comes from. Since unprocessed, it's just a pod um, using a pestle and mortar to, to free the powder. And then once you have the powder, it's the, 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 the most antioxidant fruit known to men currently, and it's here in Africa. Um, it has a lot of vitamin C. It has about 10 times the vitamin C of oranges. Really? 
it has about four times the calcium of milk with magnesium for somebody who's milk intolerant or for somebody um, who just wants an alternative that's great yes. it also has a lot of potassium um, and then also I forgot with the calcium it also has magnesium because remember whenever you have calcium you need magnesium to actually be able to assimilate it in your body because if you don't have that then it forms stones right. uh, so it's always good to have natural forms whatever form of calcium you're having needs to be a natural form of, of calcium yes. or else your body will just form stones um, with it it also has a lot of fiber, yes. about 25% being soluble and then 25% being insoluble. And then when we talk about fiber, we're talking about prebiotic. Um, so prebiotics is a fiber that the probiotics, which is a good bacteria in your body, yes. um, that actually, there's a lot of studies now on, 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 on our microbiome and then how it actually, the, the gut is actually the first or the second brain. Yes, um, yes. So when you have prebiotics it's great because you're actually feeding your your clan of of of, of bacteria of good bacteria it also the insoluble fiber is great for gut motility and you need that uh so it actually loses the bowel and then um it's also good the fiber is also good for diabetic because it keeps you fuller for longer and right. also stabilizes your blood sugars uh so the powder you put in your smoothies it tastes amazing so if you have a smoothie and you haven't yes. had it with bi once you once you I try it, you'll actually never try. go back that's you see that, that's, that's a difficult people don't don't mm. uh, generally I, i've come across a lot of people who don't eat fruit anymore yes yes and and, and i think a smoothie is a great way to do yeah. it but all the better if you can add this kind exactly. of exactly so whenever you're having smoothies make them dense put them a lot put in a lot of vegetables put in a yes. lot of um um uh, uh, superfoods as well so superfoods are very nutrient dense right. uh, a group of groups of food and then try to reduce your amount of um, fruits um, it's nice to have a little bit of sweetness yes. but uh, fruits that's where your fructose and your glucose come in right. you don't need those, although fruits are good and then they are plant you don't need an abundance of them Okay. Because remember, sugar is sugar, no matter where it's coming from. Right. Uh, so going back to the, to that, it also has um, what am I forgetting? Um, I think I've actually mentioned quite quite a lot of it. Yeah. So so now I'm looking at this powder, and uh, I mean, you must obviously in in your mind's eye have had an idea of mm. how you were going to process this into mm. the various different uh, meals you were going to make. Yeah. And and how did those ideas come about, Tracy? Uh I thank God, actually. <laughs> like, I've never been a... I've been, like, a decent cook. You know, like, the kids would never go hungry. But yes. I wasn't, like, a, a master chef or anything. <laughs> but then... Um, being in a situation where you needed I needed alternatives because there aren't a lot of alternatives out there so I needed something different so yes. I got into the kitchen I had all of this beautiful ingredients and then um, things just came up I was like okay now I think Malibongo my son needs to have ice cream let's see if he can have ice cream so if I thought if you can make almond milk why can't you make marula nut milk um, and then Bible powder, I actually just, it was just an incidental addition because I wanted the denseness, the nutritional density in the ice cream and it came out beautifully. Um, and uh, then, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, cause you, it, it involves a lot of substitution, I'm yes, sure. Yes. So, so what do you do? Do you work with the original recipe and say, what can so I substitute Like most of it, sugar, it's a lot of, example. cause there's a lot of, a lot of like, um, recipes out there. Um, but at the same time, you need to actually have touch the food, taste it, um, have it give you inspiration, have it giving nostalgia. Cause yes. like you'll taste the vibe and you'll be like, oh, it's interesting. It reminds me of, um, uh, an orange. What yes. could you do with orange? Oh, let me actually make 
uh, a, a kombucha and then put uh, the the baobab instead of uh, of an orange or, or a lemon and make like a citrusy kombucha. So so that's a very so creative process. Yeah, that's right? what it comes out. Like and it's also like a lot of tasting, a lot of touching, a lot of smelling. Let your senses lead you and spend time in the kitchen. That's that's what I do. It's it's nice to it's a nice space. It it heals. It's a nice healing space as well. Yes, yes. And then there's also energy in, in in food that's being made at home with a lot of love, a lot of thought process um, that goes into it as well. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really buy into that. <laughs> I, I have to ask you now about the sustainable harvesting mm. of mm. your ingredients. How mm. does that work? So uh, with the so starting with the the the, the 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 big issue now is the biobabs. There's been an article about them actually being threatened yes. um, on the Nature. Um, I think it was on the Nature uh, magazine that mm-hmm. came out. Yes. Um, the way the, the way the community that I I I source from, um, they they now respect the issue even you so they respect the tree as their source of income. Oh, right. um, they've been taking care of these trees for for a long time now. And then it's part of their livelihood. Um, they actually know, even know like tricks on how to actually make them live longer, on tricks on how to like have harvest them. Because um, as I was saying, like remember I said, like they actually wait for the pot to actually fall on the yes. ground before they actually harvest it. So right. they actually don't touch the tree at all. Uh, but then there's also a lot of things, and then um, I'm talking about diseases and, 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 and funguses that actually affect the tree. But there's a lot of research going into that as well. But it's, it just goes into like taking care of the environment as a whole. It's not just about the biobabs, not just yes. about the, the trees. It's about the environment as well, uh, uh, global warming and the environment as, as, as a whole, and everybody having a part in taking care of it. And then things like sorghum and millet. Um, so I actually call this women superwomen. So they've been <laughs> living off. So and millet as a staple for, for generations. That's all they know because that's all that the environment grows. They cannot grow maize. They cannot grow wheat. Right. Uh, so they've been taking care of the seed the sorghum and the millet seed uh, for centuries. So actually, they've been our seed bank, mm. if you think about it. So yes. they grow it as form of their uh, sustenance farming, and then we buy the surplus from them. So it's not just about going to the community and mining from them. It's about educating them and actually giving them the kudos and be like, you guys have been doing it. Yes. You guys are the ones. Um, mm. You know, you, got, you are the cool ones. Uh, you're the ones that are actually trending right now. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> it's amazing. Is that, is that knowledge being passed on? I mean, aside yeah. from, from in your business. So the, the thing is, like, the beauty about it is it's not just me going in and, and being like, I'm the one with the medical knowledge and then I, I need to teach you why this is good for you. Yes. They actually sit me down. The old girls sit me down and say, <laughs> let, let me tell you how I prepared the millet. Um, I found out one lady was telling me about how she sprouts her, her, her millet before actually preparing it. And then if you actually go and read on sprouting, yes. sprouting makes... Um, food or, or, or vegetables or plants more nutri- nutritional ready or really? more bioavailable, yes. Wow. And it's also less um, harsh on your gut when you ingest it. This is not something that she learned from medical school. This is something that is ancestral knowledge, yes, indigenous yes. knowledge that she has had passed on um, from generation to generation. Yeah. And then when we come to something like uh, the, 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 the marula nuts, the fact that these old ladies, um, so I actually only work with old ladies because they were the only ones who had the artisanal skill to shell the, 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 the nut. Amazing. But believe it or not, I'm actually having middle-aged women now who are actually sitting Great. down and shelling the, uh, the marula nut because well, they've seen it as a, as a source of income. Yes. Well, what, hmm. is, what is so difficult about shelling that nut? 
it's a it's quite complex so it should it's an uneven shape always yes. it just comes in yeah uh, so there's never been a a, a machine or oh, there are actually people working on a machine but there's not none now available because yeah. it's so uneven and then you always need to crack and you always need to know the line that's so whenever you put it on a machine, it'll always end up in a royal mess. Mm. So those ladies know exactly where to crack it. Because yes. they say there's an eye that you actually have to target. Wow. I also haven't seen the eye, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm actually, I, I, also I also haven't seen it. Like I've, yes, I think I need more time um, in the eye to actually be, be taught the skill. <laughs> uh, but then they, they, they know exactly where to crack it, where to to target it and then they have those little rocks that are sort of like artisanal tools that have been used for generations and passed on yes. and you know that's actually Bopopi's rock and then that's what she uses. Wow. Um, so every everybody used to see them do shelling the nuts and they just thought this old lady doesn't want to let go of tradition. Now it's they, this is a source of income. We respect this. We want to learn this. We want to pass it on. Yes. And um, we want to look up why it's actually so important. Um, and imagine taking or having people in a village being uh, taking part in, in, in our economy, yes. not just waiting for funds or grants or, or somebody to actually have mercy on them. Um, just having women and men um, saying we and we love living here. Mm. We want to live off the land. Yes, and um, we want to consume this, and then we're gonna give you our surplus. That's amazing. It really yeah. is, and mm. it's such a beautiful and 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 genuine empowerment story. And I think that that's what struck us about why you needed to come in to have this conversation with us. I, I want to just uh, end off with one question to you, and and it's because, you know, that there is this perception. That, that you will fix the problem with pharmaceutical medication and that mm. because you're taking that, you need not worry about how you live. If you're taking mm. men, uh, med medication for hypertension, um, you know, it, it's fine. Eat as much salt in your food as you want because mm. the medication will control it. Mm. It doesn't really work at solving the, mm. the, the root cause. It seems to work mm. at solving the symptom. Mm. I mean, how, how does a combination of, of that pharmaceutical medication work w with the kind of, of traditional healthy food, mm. nutritious food that, that you are creating? Um, I always approach it as every opportunity you have, a, you have to put a plate in front of you is an opportunity to heal yourself, mm. an opportunity to um, have relationships, and an, and an opportunity to have great health. So it's not about treating them. So what you've just described is what I'm I'm practicing now, and that's functional medicine. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, we are saying we're clinicians, we're trained in medicine, but we're not going to treat your symptoms. We're not going to tell you to get off your pills now because we need you to, we don't just, we are careful, we are clinicians after all. Yes. But then at the same time, you we want to give you back the power to actually be in charge of your own health. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to put ourselves out of business yes. we know you there's a need for us yeah but we're just saying you have the power to make the decisions so that's where i come and i want to educate people i want to give the society back their power the women back their power to be the the pharmacist with an f um, <laughs> that's of, lovely. I love of that. their of their of their households. <laughs> yes. Um. I don't want women to be running into a pharmacy each time a, a child coughs. They need to know that there's a little garden and there's a little uh, herb or there's a little um, nutritional dense food. There's a little broth. There's a little biobab. There's a little marula nut yes. that they can give their child. Yeah. Um. Because at the end of the day, 
treating your symptoms is just that mm. treating a symptom yeah, yeah. and we're make, not gonna yeah. win and we cannot afford it as south africans we don't uh, uh, this is like private and pr- public sectors we do not have the money to be prescribing a pill for every ill yeah it's not possible and, and there's no there's no need for it anyway mm. I, can i just end up by asking how how your the, the combination of these two has been received it's quite amazing. Uh, I'm actually quite grateful. Uh, people are excited because most of this food is actually nostalgia. This is not a reinvention of anything. This is food that people have heard about, have seen, yeah. uh, grew up on. Like I was talking about the bibab and the sugam and the millet, yes. but always looked down upon. So mm. to see it being reinvented, to see bibab and marula nut ice cream, because people maybe might frown upon the nuts, but then have you tried the ice cream? Mm-hmm. Have you tried the cookies made? Have you tried the, the muffins? Um, so people are actually quite excited about it. That's why I'm still in business. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wonderful. And, <laughs> yes, and then um, I'm, I'm looking forward to educate more um, and to bring African, this beautiful kings and queens of food onto the tables of its people. And then after that, we take in the world. Tracy, the the sky is the limit. Thank you so much for coming in to talk to us. Lovely chatting to you. Thank you. Okay, great, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was lovely. It was so nice. And I I just, you know, sometimes you can just chat and have fun. Yes. (laughs) Actually, where did the time go? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what our duration was. Can you always, I could see we're starting to scold me and I'm (laughs) pretending not to see. Chris, what was our duration, roughly? 20 minutes. 